Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we're going to focus in on a special astrological topic that revolves around the energetics of your natal moon sign and your natal cirrus sign. And this is because cirrus is a dwarf planet located between Mars and Jupiter that is deeply connected to the lunar expressions of the moon sign. And so I hope that this topic allows you to make some connections connections in your own experience and through knowing yourself even more through these archetypal energies. So the moon sign is how you connect. It's how you feel. It's what you tune into and trust. It's what you go into that feels like home, that brings you comfort. It's the part of your energy that can be quite unconscious until you know more about the deeper workings of your moon sign. And it beautifully relates to the archetypal expressions of Cirrus, which is that dwarf planet. And it is the higher octave of the moon because Cirrus is how you parent. It's how you care for another outside of yourself. It's how you connect and attach. And it's also how you're required to disconnect, how you're required to detach from what you love, what you cherish in order for that energy to be fuller, to be more of its true self. And so the moon sign can be viewed as the part of yourself that wants to bring something closer. You want to pull it into your orbit. You want to feel it, connect with it. The moon absorbs. The moon wants to know itself more, especially through its needs, its emotional process, its immediate environment. And on the other side of this energy, the higher octave of Cirrus is how you're able to also care and connect while honoring separation, while honoring that there are parts of yourself that you won't be able to absorb, that there are energies in this world that you have to maintain a space from. And this certainly relates to the parent-child dynamic. So I'll be discussing that more in today's podcast episode. You would want to identify what your moon sign is, and you also want to identify your natal cirrus sign, as this is going to help you understand more of these energetics. Now, many of you know the mythology around cirrus, as she is the Roman goddess associated with abundance, fertility, agriculture, and grain, harvest, and how we care for things so that they can grow. Essentially, how our energy provides nourishment and how there is an energetic responsibility to see things through, to take care of them as they grow, as they develop. Cirrus is also connected to family relationships, those in your immediate environment that you have to tend to, nurture, care for, those that you have to raise, and how you do so. She also relates to what it means to blossom into the fullness of feminine energy, how it means to become a more fully embodied feminine 
expression, including the multiple ways there are in the world to be that embodiment, meaning there isn't simply one type of feminine energy. There are unlimited blends and expressions of feminine energy. And Cirrus wants to connect you with more of that fullness so that it nourishes you. It also gives you life. It reminds you that you are precious, that you need to be cared for and tended to as well as the harvest, the grain, the agriculture. And so it's a beautiful energy of supporting what we hold precious and dear to us. And that is something that Cirrus will highlight in your chart as well as in your life is what matters to you, what holds a part of your heart. And if you are a parent, then you can most likely relate to this through your child or your children. And when you were a child, the Cirrus energy would also represent your mother or your main maternal parent who raised you and what type of nourishment, attention, and care you received or you did not receive through these Cirrus archetypal expressions. And so Cirrus and your moon sign are deeply related. And that's why Cirrus is the higher octave of the moon. Because if you see the moon as the fullness and the wonder of the emotional world of knowing who you are at an internal level, how you care for yourself, how you love yourself and your emotional needs, how you accept your feelings, then Cirrus is your own internal parent. And it's the part of you that matures through your own emotional cycles to become fuller in understanding who you are and what you need. So you could see the moon as starting out as an archetypal youthful energy. And then Cirrus is the mature embodiment of your inner parent, the part of you that knows how to take care of you, what you need, and also how you learn more about yourself through that connection, through that ongoing dynamic between this is how I feel, so what do I need to do about it to take care of myself? And so there's beautiful synthesis here when we make this connection because when you know your moon sign, you understand this is what I need to tend to daily. This is where I'm comfortable. This is where I go regularly and unconsciously. The moon is what you do without thinking about it. Where you go, what you feel, what comes up for you. That is the lunar energies. And then when you connect it to these archetypal expressions of Cirrus, then you're also understanding how to care for your lunar energy and how to understand that you are in charge of this for yourself. You become your own parent, your own authority. You're able to nurture yourself better and to step into what it means to be a better caretaker of your own energy, of your own frequency, where you claim those expectations from others. And that's part of this dance between the moon and Cirrus is that you're understanding, okay, I can't put this on someone else anymore. 
It's no one else's responsibility to know myself as well as I know myself. So I'm going to reclaim this internal parent energy. I'm going to honor it. I'm going to understand that I am fully empowered to take care of myself in all ways. And this is what the serious energy brings forth, especially when it's activated and you're getting to know her archetypal energies even more. Now, if you know astrology, you know that it's never just that simple because your moon sign and your serious sign can have very different expressions. They could be an opposite astrological signs. They could be in a square. They could have a very uncomfortable connection. Maybe they aren't connected at all in your chart. If your moon is in Aries and your Cirrus is in Pisces, well, those are very different expressions. But that's also what could beautifully explain to you your own experiences around your lunar energies and what it means to be your own parent. So multiple combinations, of course, multiple stories that emerge, but I wanted to focus in on this particular connection between the moon and Cirrus in order to empower you to see perhaps any patterns, especially emotional patterns in your life or in your world, what they've been about, what they represent, and also how you can be in control of them. You can see them and work with them more consciously. You can understand as well, perhaps more of your soul contracts with your own parents, especially with the mother, which is strongly emphasized here when we look at lunar energies and Cirrus, because these are the energies of motherhood, not only your own mother, how you were raised, how you were cared for, uh, if they understood your needs or not, but then how you have become perhaps a mother to others or in that maternal energy in some area of your life. And so now that we know the basics here between lunar and Cirrus energies, let's go a little bit deeper into this because it gets quite fascinating. So as many of you know, Cirrus was the Roman goddess who actually lost her daughter Persephone to Pluto, to Hades, when she was kidnapped by the god of the underworld and dragged her under. And so this is associated with agricultural cycle because Cirrus's daughter Persephone was kidnapped in the fall and brought into the depths of the earth, which we call the underworld. And this was when Cirrus entered into grief and a lot of emotional turmoil that she then spread through her power of being connected to the agricultural cycle, to fertility, to the harvest. And that is when she decided to spread her grief across the land. And that is when the world entered into more darkness. The seeds didn't grow the crop and the harvest were complete and there was no life on the land. Now we understand this differently now as the seasons of fall and winter, but through this lens of the mythology, this was Cirrus feeling deep grief for losing her child. And understandably, 
this would bring up a lot of pain. But when we look at it through the lens of astrology and through these archetypal expressions, this is also understanding how you deal with separation from something or someone you love. And so Cirrus and the moon are connected to your attachment style to how you attach to what you love, and then what you do when something is removed or taken away. Now, this can, of course, be a breakup or the ending of a friendship, the ending of a connection. This could be something that was close to your heart and how you deal with the grieving process, how you honor it, how you understand that it's a part of our energy cycle. It's a part of life. But where do you go with it? How do you handle it? And your natal Cirrus can show you that because this is part of the wisdom that she holds where she also reveals more of your fuller emotional process around separation. And whether that is an emotion and experience that you can go into, that you can truly feel and honor, or or if you push it away, if you disassociate, If you don't want to look at it, if you don't go into the feelings and maybe you stay in the mind or you stay busy or you stay distracted, it shows you how you deal with grief and loss at a more everyday level. And so when we also discuss these energies, we also have to look at the role of Pluto because Pluto is in this mythology as well represented by Hades, the god of the underworld. And Pluto also brings up how we deal with big emotional transitions. But Pluto is about the soul's evolutionary process with that. So Pluto operates at a much deeper expression as well as a fuller expression, meaning with Pluto deeply connected to the soul's journey. Pluto has access to various parts of your energy field that you've been through across lifetimes. And when we look now at Cirrus, she's connected with the energy of this lifetime. And you can also understand this because she's located in between Mars and Jupiter. She's the dwarf planet located there that is closer to the moon, closer to the earth, closer to our current reality and timeline. So Cirrus does have a connection with Pluto. It's this love-hate connection with Pluto, where not only did Pluto kidnap and capture her only daughter, but then also returned her. And through this period of loss, through this grieving journey that Cirrus was on when Persephone was removed from the Earth's abundance, It allowed Cirrus to go on this journey of understanding how she moves through separation. And so you could look at this in modern times as separation anxiety, as what you feel when something is taken out of your life, out of your control, and how you really feel about that, what you really do emotionally, internally, and personally to work through that experience. And then in the spring is when Persephone was returned by Hades to the Earth's playground. And this is when Cirrus then started the harvest again, allowed the seeds to grow, allowed new life to be revealed through the flowers blooming and blossoming, through the abundance of a new agricultural cycle. And so the Earth became a representation 
of her emotional process, of her own feelings of separation and loss. And so this is where there's also great wisdom between your moon, Cirrus, and Pluto is it's how you care for yourself emotionally when you're undergoing that big turmoil, those deep fears, that intense expression of grief, separation, and loss, which is normal in our human journey, which is a part of life, but we don't always want to look at it. In fact, the mind will find other ways to override it. Our body might hold the energy and not know what to do with it, not know how to process it or remove it or allow it to flow. And honestly, there can be things that emotionally we don't want to deal with. We don't want to face because we know it's going to be intense or emotional and perhaps wildly inconvenient. Almost like you're going through life, you have a lot on your plate and something comes up and you're like, I can't deal with that right now. I can't go into that. I don't have capacity. I don't have the emotional availability to even look at that right now. I'll do it later. So there's parts of ourselves that have learned how to cope that have learned how to even numb ourselves to our own emotional process. There are energies here that can also show us how we handle rejection, abandonment, and grief. And safe to say, none of these are experiences that we look forward to or that we go willingly towards. But it's also how we're learning to be better energy masters, to be more in control of our emotional world and our spiritual growth, to also be more mature with understanding that this is a part of life. And the more you can face it or deal with it head on, perhaps that is what will also get you through it or at least allow you to feel in control of that emotional journey. So Cirrus not only shows us how we can be our own inner parent, how we deal with separation, loss, and grief, but the growth here is in understanding that we're designed to be separate energetic beings. And yes, it is horrible that she lost her daughter for half of the year, that her daughter was taken against her own will into the underworld. And this required Cirrus to go on her own separate journey outside of knowing herself as a mother. It actually required her to return back to herself to say, who am I as a being, as a person, as a woman? Who am I at this time that allows me to see my identity on my own terms, even as I'm moving through a deep emotional process? And it's because of the separation between herself and her daughter that each of them were able to become more of who they are, to step into more of the magic of their own gifts. Because Persephone became very skilled at journeying between the upper world and the underworld. She became a messenger for the gods. She became one of the few energies that had access to Pluto and who was welcomed by Pluto and then returned to the land of the living, so to speak, to give 
give messages and energy as needed. Now, Mercury was also known as being a messenger between the worlds. But Persephone had more of the first world experience of what it meant to live in Pluto's domain. Whereas Mercury moves quite fast, and that is Mercury the sprinter's role, is to be here, be there, and to keep going. But Persephone had to really land into these different worlds, and she had to develop different skills, different ways to survive and to navigate between these different energetic realms that no one else had to do. So it was through the separation between her and her mother that she was able to grow even more. And so you could see this in our modern life as certain rites of passage, where there are certain rites of passage that we go through that can certainly come up out of the blue and be shocking and horrible. And then there can be other things that you see coming up down the line that you could understand that, okay, this is going to be a rite of passage, either for me, for my child, for a loved one. This is something they are moving into in order to honor the fullness of their potential, of what they have access to, of what they can become in their own journey in this lifetime. And so for all the ways that the moon wants to connect, Cirrus shows you how you're able to disconnect. Disconnect from those you love, from those you hold close, even from those that you don't want to let go of. People that you don't want to leave your life or you don't want to disconnect from them. But it is a part of life. And so there could be some beautiful messages for you here in your astrology chart around these archetypal themes. You could look at it through the lens of you and your own parents. Maybe your first experience of separating from them. And that could have been something like you went off to summer camp by yourself and you had to be without your parents for a week or a month or whatever it might have been. And that would have been your first experience of emotional independence. How do I take care of myself when I'm on my own in this environment in this way? Of course, there's many other potential experiences that could have been more traumatic or difficult around emotional separation, especially if it was harsh or volatile or unexpected. And there could also have been times when you were growing up where you could have been living with people and not felt emotionally connected to them. You could have grown up in an environment where there was no emotional support. There was no acknowledgement of your needs and who you are. There was nothing that validated your internal world. And so the moon, for all the ways we talk about how it's our emotional process and our feelings and our private internal landscape, The moon can also be the parts of yourself and the parts of your emotional world that you don't accept, that you don't look at, that you don't go towards. You push it away. You don't want to go into it. You don't want to understand perhaps the layers or what might come up. So the moon could also be something that you have disassociated from within yourself and it can be your own internal avoidant attachment style where you avoid your moon. 
You avoid what that energy represents. There could also be the anxious attachment style where you have a lot going on in your emotional world and a lot that gets triggered and you don't know how to place it or how to calm it or how to cope with it. And so that can then stir up other things that have come up in your life that you've used to deal with that level of anxious attachment internally. So these are internal energies here asking you to look at how do I really accept and connect with my moon sign and how does my natal cirrus reflect my internal parent my ability to do things on my own, my ability to move through separation, how I handle grief, how I honor that this is a part of a cycle that we are meant to step into and powerfully own in our own unique way. How do I connect those two? Or are they so different that it's hard to find the connective tissue between them? And I'm actually getting the visual now of a cirrus that has been shut down and hasn't opened back up to life. And I'm seeing it as scars on the earth, like scorched earth that hasn't been replenished, hasn't been nourished, hasn't been allowed to move past an experience or hasn't moved past a certain part of the healing process. And so serious can be where you have left parts of yourself or parts of your experience untouched. Almost like that was too painful. It was traumatic. It was abusive. It was intense. It could be so many things that actually feel like they overload your body, overload your emotional world, and you've pushed them away or you don't want to deal with it. You don't want to look at it. And you kind of just turn your back to that part of yourself or that part of your energy. There could be some openings here that you might feel invited into to look at some parts of your experience through even the lens of an observer, where at first you could feel like you're watching something you've been through, but it's almost like watching it with a two-way mirror where you're observing something, watching it play out or unfold, but you could feel protected or safe as the observer. And I'm bringing this up because I feel like there can also be deep access here to your ancestors, to ancestral patterns, to things that have perpetuated across lineages. And because we're talking about the moon and Cirrus, this could certainly be your maternal lineage. What's been passed down, especially through the womb, I'm seeing the reproductive organs, I'm seeing the uterus, the womb, I'm seeing even the umbilical cord and how all of this is part of creating a being, creating a human as we know, but I'm looking at it as the energetics of the moon and Cirrus and how things get passed through generations. And it could be that you are the one who understands the patterns that need to shift. And now I'm feeling this as almost stopping in your tracks, turning around 
to represent the past. So turning around physically to represent looking at the past, at your ancestors, your grandparents, your lineage, and all of this healing energy is being blasted towards them, towards their energy fields as a way of acknowledging what they've been through, what they have had to embody and what has persisted without change, without evolutionary growth. Because now I'm seeing this as the opportunity for evolutionary growth, where there's things here that could become so much clearer to you that it helps straighten your spine. It helps you walk with more strength, more pride, more confidence in who you are as well as in your lineage and allows you to see exactly what needs to shift or change where you could feel like you are the one who is generationally changing things for your family or for a particular lineage in your family. And that is the energy that you're embodying and I'm seeing it really through this strong, powerful Cirrus where she's aware of the cycles of life and she's aware of the power of life and the power of death, the power of loss and the grieving that is a part of our human experience. But she's developed healthier tools, healthier ways of honoring that process where she's allowing things to be what they are without trying to overly control it or overly manage it. I'm also feeling, this is interesting, that the Cirrus, the mature, evolved Cirrus energy has actually formed a healthier connection with Pluto, has formed more of a healthier understanding of the role of Pluto, of that abduction of her daughter into the underworld and what that was about in terms of how it was a catalyst for very deep transformation that couldn't have happened any other way, that couldn't have come about through any other means, where she understands that the plutonic role of transformation is something that we might not always raise our hands about. We might not say, yeah, pick me. Rather, the earth cracks open below our feet and before we know it, we're pulled into things that are very plutonic and that is the beginning of this evolutionary journey through our fears. And so both Cirrus and Pluto have the capacity to introduce you to your evolutionary journey through fears, how you face your fears, how you look at things that are emotionally difficult, that require a process and support. And that's something else that comes up here with Cirrus is that when you are in the depths of despair or grief or loss, it's okay to ask for support, to ask for help. In fact, it's the healthy thing to do. It's the way to know that you're not truly alone, that others can sit with you, can hold you, can be there as you're moving through a very intense process. And it feels like part of what our evolutionary journey in this lifetime is bringing up is the imprints we've held across lifetimes that might not make sense in this lifetime. It's almost like there's things you could feel really deeply. And I think about back to the first day of kindergarten, you know, especially if you are a parent and 
that first time your child goes to school by themselves on their own in a way that you haven't experienced before and you're letting them go for eight hours for the first time, you know that they're going to do great, they're going to have fun, they're going to learn their ABCs, they're going to make friends and love the teacher. But still for you as the parent, it's a new form of separation. It's a new disconnect. And maybe that's because you've spent a lot of time with your child. You know, you were with them for most of the day. And so now there's a void where their energy was. This is the energy of how you deal with emotional voids and how you honor the truth of what you're really feeling, even when you know, okay, I'm going to pick them up at three o'clock, I'm going to see them again, and I'm going to hear about their day, and we're just entering into a new routine together, a new pattern. And these are actually some of the first experiences we have of separation, where we separate from our caregivers, our parents, and we do things on our own. We're meant to. We're meant to be our own individual energy fields, but because we have attachment and connection, because we are social beings and we seek safety and security with others, with other relationships, this is why sometimes these separations and disconnections can actually be quite challenging at first. And of course, there's different levels of severity. Going off to the first day of kindergarten is not so bad, right? When you think about all the other extremes there are of being separated from your child or the child being separated from the parent. Now, another part of the strong, serious energy is understanding what you do have control over, what you can focus on, what you can tend to. And because she also is associated with gardening, farming, cooking, nutrition, everything that's organic and natural, she basically then focused in on the day-to-day tasks that she could do well. And Cirrus is the energy of not only our ability to handle our emotional world, but also to tend to what requires our ongoing responsibility, where we still need to show up where we still need to get parts of ourself together, take care of things, where there is a very strong practical component here to Cirrus. And Cirrus is commonly associated with the energy of Virgo, and the moon is associated with the energy of Cancer. So if you look at it through these astrological signs of Cancer and Virgo, There is a natural harmony between Cancer and Virgo, and they're both quite internal and private. And they're looking at how you understand, yes, I have emotions. Yes, there's things that come up that I feel and I sense and I intuit. But there's also the energy here of wanting to be supportive, wanting to be of service, wanting to do something with the energy to move it forward in a way that allows it to flow. So when you're looking at your natal moon sign, which could be in any of the 12 signs, and then you're looking at your natal cirrus sign, which also could be in any of the 12 astrology signs, what you're tapping into is a deeper level of self-care that embodies your emotional world that allows you to honor what you're really feeling 
without pushing it aside, without diminishing it, without repressing it, but rather welcoming it in, welcoming it into your heart, welcoming it in because you know you're strong enough and capable enough to handle whatever you're feeling, whatever is coming up. And to also, I feel it as this beautiful alchemy process, which we could also use through the energy of Pluto, where Pluto is not only transformation and evolution, but it's how we alchemize, how we make something new, how we create something powerful that relates deeply to our new truth. And safe to say, with any form of separation, loss, disconnection, grief, we are forced to evolve into a new version of yourself. You become a different version of yourself through that journey. As anyone can tell you who has had a significant loss in their life, things that are never the same for them ever again, because now they're entering into a new version of self that cannot go back to the previous version of self. It's like after you've squeezed a sponge, that water is out. You can't get that same water back in. So there's an honoring here of your soul's journey through an emotional process that allows you to be wiser about who you are, how you feel, how you work with your feelings, and also how you are better equipped at becoming more of your own parent, at nurturing yourself, at understanding what you need, and learning from your own experiences in this lifetime. Where again, you could go back through significant times of your life where you had to be more independent. And by the way, that is another part of this story between Cirrus and Persephone. They were separated and they had to be more independent. They were each forced to stand on their own, to become more of who they are and what was possible for them without the other, without the mother-daughter connection, without that deep support. They were forced to do something on their own that was devastating, but ultimately became more empowering as they gained the strength and confidence through the process. So you can take this understanding and apply it to, again, things you've been through in your own life where, yeah, maybe you don't remember your first day of kindergarten, but maybe you remember your child's first day of kindergarten or whenever you had to drop them off and leave them for the first time and what that brought up for you. Maybe it's when you were a teenager or when you moved to a new place by yourself and you had to stand on your own and figure it out. You moved to a new town or a new state, a new country. And so the moon and Cirrus, as well as Pluto, are how you move through and honor your own emotional experience, which everyone does in their own way, of course. But there's also a lot of wisdom here that's going to help you understand how you connect with others and how you disconnect, how you attach, and how you feel when there is detachment, how you honor the cycles of life and grieving, And also what you are learning through this process of your own energy that is making you wiser to your emotional world. 
So I hope this gives you some new things to look at in your chart between your natal moon, your natal Ceres, and even your natal Pluto to see what the connections might be between these three astrological planets and signs. And what's really funny is I forgot... (laughs) I forgot about something that makes complete sense here. Back in 2017, I had gathered together a group of 24 women to share their own experiences of what it was like to go through some of these deepest, darkest, most personal journeys in their life. Uh, The book is called Modern Heroine Soul Stories. It features 24 women discussing their experiences of divorce, friendships ending, questioning their life path, questioning their spiritual path, looking at health challenges, losing a mother, becoming a mother, moving through inner pain, and so many other topics that bring up part of these internal struggles that we move through that ultimately lead us to the other side of ourselves, leads us to more of who we really are in this lifetime and how we also learn forgiveness, strength, trusting yourself more, greater wisdom. So if any of these topics or themes resonate with you, Again, it's called Modern Heroine Soul Stories, and it has four different categories. So spiritual growth and awakenings, owning her power, health, healing, and well-being, and then soulmates and relationships. So I didn't even think about that book when I was looking at doing this topic for you, but hey, there we go. Just wanted to offer that in case it resonates or could be something that validates what you're going through right now as well. So I hope this topic supports you in understanding more of your energy in this lifetime. And this is probably reason number 2,475 why I love astrology, because you can make beautiful new connections about yourself when you look at your chart through a different lens, when you're looking at different combinations of planets and signs. It's like it just brings to life new chapters in yourself and new understandings of your energy. So as always, thank you so much for joining me. I hope this has given you some wonderful things to dig into and understand about your energy in this lifetime and how to consciously work with it as well. If you're looking to dive into your astrology chart, please check out all of my astrological courses and programs at mollymccord.online, where I would love to give you more information and wisdom about your chart and what you are here to experience in this lifetime. Please check out my YouTube channel as well, because I have multiple playlists covering more about not only your moon sign, but also the energies of the asteroid goddesses, including Ceres. I'll be back every Monday and Wednesday with a new podcast episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. Wishing you a beautiful day ahead, and I'll see you back here soon.